Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening. This is Davisville on KDRTLP 95.7 FM in Davis, California. You can find us online anytime at kdrt.org slash Davisville. I'm Bill Buchanan. I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in today. Well, if you were to come up with a list of businesses or places that make Davis Davis, the artery would be on that list. At least it would be on mine. It's an artist cooperative. It's a gallery and a store. It's located at 207 G Street downtown, and it's turning 50 years old. A lot has changed in Davis during the last half century. A lot of shops and places in town that existed then no longer do. But the artery is still here. How'd they do it? What's their role in town as an artist co-op anyway? Today on Davisville, we're talking about all this with two artists who are members of the artery. In fact, they're members of the artery's board of directors. One is Heidi Beckerbreed. The other is Adele Shaw. Heidi is perhaps best known for her cute wear, ceramics, and music. She wrote and recorded the Davis song, among other things. You can find that depicted in, tile, in her tile mosaic in Central Park. And Adele is a bookbinder and a painter, inspired, among other things, she says, by the light and reflections on Puda Creek. So Adele and Heidi, thank you for taking time to talk with us today. Thanks for Yay, having us, Bill. Thank you so much, Bill. Let's uh, each of you maybe say your names so listeners can key in who's who. I'm Heidi Beckerbreed. And I'm Adele Shaw. And Heidi, as you said that, I think I could just hear a little bit of the singer's lilt there in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the artery to each of you? Adele, you want to start? Mm, that's a really good question. Sure, I'm happy to. The artery was a location that came onto my radar when I moved to Davis in 2009. And I came because I got married to someone who lived here in Davis. I was living in San Francisco for 20 years before that. So it was a nice transition to come to Davis and find such a community of creative people. And I ended up meeting Heidi, and she encouraged me to apply to be a member of the Artery Gallery. She said, you would be great. She knew me in a teaching and professional situation, and I she just... That I know, remember? You told me there was so a screening cool. coming up, and oh. she said, come on. And I had been, prior to that, I had been made aware of the Artery on our walks downtown, we'd always stop in and see what was hanging up on the walls, what was in the gallery, what was new. Because, of course, coming from, you know, San Francisco, where all these, um, you know, art galleries exist, and i you know, always on the verge of being a cutting-edge contemporary artist in the painting studio and, and such like that, I have... Uh, I love to see a diversity of work all in one place. I love to see the relationships between different people's styles and different kinds of techniques as they are juxtaposed next to each other on gallery walls. And that's what we have in the store so at the, the Artery Gallery. So there's a couple of things there that jumped out at me. One is the variety of artwork is partly what drew you there. And I got to admit, I don't know a lot about artist galleries, but is your point that most galleries don't have that kind of variety, that they're more ceramic or painting or whatever? One show at a time. Most galleries are one or two, maybe three artists at a time, whereas the Artery Gallery is 60 artists all the time in the main store. Okay. Give and, or take. You and know. Then, Heidi, I want to get to you in a minute, but the other thing I want to follow up on is, so you came here from San Francisco. One of the sub-themes in Davis is Davis's relation to the Bay Area. I think of Davis in many ways as a Bay Area town um, because of people who move here from the Bay Area. There's a connection and all that. But there can also be a sense sometimes 
I think people living in Davis think of themselves living in the Bay Area. And even though they're here, Davis feels a bit parochial. Okay, well, you're moving here from San Francisco, but the artery still impressed you. It didn't, you didn't look at it and go, oh, I guess that's the best this small town can do. You thought, I really like this place. Is that correct? I think that there's a lot that you just said there. I think there's a lot of pros and cons, mostly pros in what you just said. You know, coming to Davis from San Francisco, suddenly I had a parking spot. I had warm (laughs) summer nights. I had tomatoes out of the garden, all of which I tried for years and years to have. San Francisco is great, but it's not for everyone forever, all the time. And, you know, with 60 artists in the gallery, for example, in Davis, there's something for everybody. You know, I'm not interested in everyone's work there. I like it and respect it or whatnot, but there's some things that I adore. And they're completely different from what Heidi knows and likes the most. So that's one of the beautiful things of it. We'd always stop in to see what's going on because there was going to be something. Okay, so Heidi, that might be a hard answer to top. I mean, basically, Adele. No, she's very good at. When you got community here, you got variety, you got tomatoes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What's the artery to you, Heidi? Oh, gosh. Um, well, back when I first joined was 1988. I was a, a mother of a two-year-old at the time. And whenever people would ask me, well, what do I do? I'd say, I was, oh, I'm an artist. And they'd want to immediately see what my work was. And I, you know, back then, it was just really hard to show people what you did. You, did, you couldn't just pull out your phone. Or say, hmm. go to this website. We were we were taking slides of our work, never knowing if those slides were going to turn out right, are they going to be blurry, or the exposure going to be right? And you know, looking at a slide, you you, you know, it's, yeah, holding it's it up to the holding blue up to sky, the, whatever. <laughs> you know, it was very difficult. And here, I found a way to when I be, you know tried to be a member of the artery. You, that's that's something a whole nother aspect that we need to talk about but i got in and uh suddenly i had a place that i could say oh well you can see my work at the artery it's open seven days a week it's still open seven days a week galleries in san francisco are not open seven days a week hardly any gallery in the world is open seven days a week so this is one of the key things that has made a success of the artery that people might not even realize that that would be one of the things. So someone's traveling through town on a Sunday, and there we are, open. On a Monday, open. A lot of galleries aren't open either of those days. You know, and uh, I'm long enough to, I'm long enough, old enough to remember years, uh, maybe I'm long enough too, old enough to remember the years before the internet. And I'd forgotten that aspect about, that's true, where would you see a thing? And a gallery seven days a week, you can point people to it, they can go in and see it. Yeah. Now, one reason you can be open is because you're a co-op, right? Part mm-hmm. of being a member is you have to work there. Yes, you do. And sounds like you enforce that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to work uh, six hours a month. It's not that great. No. And, and then you also have to put in a certain number of co-op hours of just volunteering uh, in, on other projects. So, if, if you're on the board... Or if you have a coordinator position where you're already automatically putting in extra time, then maybe you don't have to work in the store as much. But it's a good idea to keep your your hand in that, too, so that when you do have to work in the store, you're not fumbling around. You know, one of the questions I want to ask is how the artery has survived 50 years. I mean, it's not a business. It's a co-op. It has its, you know, it's different that way. But 
shops and small businesses, you know, are notorious for failing for a variety of reasons. Failing maybe isn't the right word, but they just don't last. I mean, tastes change, people come and go. I looked at Local Wiki, which is, you know, the inheritor of Davis Wiki, and you can look at a list of vanished businesses. And I went back in the 70s, and there's so many. I mean, <laughs> Eucalyptus Records and mm-hmm. Gail's Books and Discoveries and things like that. I suspect one reason the artery has lasted is that sense of community you're talking about, and then also the fact you've got a workforce. Yeah, you've got a workforce that's... And, and people come and right. go. Mm-hmm. Right. People come and go. I think it's actually kind of part of what makes it keep going, yeah. is that people come and people go, and there's a sense of freshness when you walk in there. Every month you have a, a, a different show in the gallery, so that brings people in, uh-huh. and that's fresh each time. And... When you walk in the door, you might see somebody's work that you've never seen before because each month the display committee meets and changes the set of the store. Oh, my God. The display committee is amazing. They They change that store around every month, and that's they're gifted. Actually, that was another question. Uh, You're anticipating my questions, actually, (laughs) Uh, was how do you keep something fresh? I mean, uh, something that gets to be a half century old, it can get stale. Mm -hmm. And particularly these days, you know, tremendous cultural, technological change going all the time. But if you do have new exhibits coming in, new members coming in, I guess that sort of inherently changes what you're doing. And people notice, uh, the visitors to the artery, the public that come in, they notice. And they'll notice when they see something they haven't seen before, but most of all, they'll notice when something's new. And they'll really, I think they'll honor it and celebrate it and and buy it and bring it home. But I think that's one of the things that has made the artery last is the fact that it's in Davis. And I think that as we've come into our 50th year here, one of the things that has been uh, really great is to be able to say thank you Davis because without Davis the magic of the artery wouldn't be what it is and we have this amazing town that is sophisticated and creative I mean there's so many creative people here and international and changing all the time with the diversity of the university we're located so close to the train station I always find somebody in the store who's waiting for a train or just got off the train or is going to pick somebody up off the train mm-hmm. um, yeah that, that's where the artery yeah it is it's like not even a yeah. block from the train station yeah now I, I was looking up at Davis and maybe Davis is a good town for arts overall I mean the Pence Gallery opened in 75 if I understand their history correctly and the John Matsoulis Gallery was I think 80 86 oh wow I didn't know that yeah, well, I got to thinking, I mean, the artery has lasted, and I thought, well, the Pence has also, and, and of course, there's the ones on campus as well. But you're both artists. Is Davis a good town for the arts? Well, it's certainly been a good town for me, for the arts. I've yeah. been able to sing and write songs and teach people, Have definitely have a sense of community every day while I'm teaching people, and then part being the artery being part of the artery is has been a, a wonderful thing for me. I'm, I'm also the uh, person in charge of the, I, I'm the hostess. And so when there's an opening, I'm there. And so I meet so many people coming through and actually get to have conversations with them. And I'm not trying to sell them anything. I'm just giving them wine or <laughs> or Conversations. Cookies. Yeah. yeah. And, and a smile. It's, yeah. 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 I don't know I, if that answered your question or not. I think Davis is amazing for the arts, and I see that in the interactions I have with people at the Artery. I also in my own studio when we have the Davis Art Studio tour. 
is which is coming up, which is coming up in April again in 2024. But also, you know, the city arts and culture program is phenomenal in supporting the arts, keeping arts alive and vibrant. In downtown, we've got the Arts Alliance, which is alive and vibrant, connecting artists. Um, we've got all the different things that these different groups do. And then we've got receptive public. And I think it's because they are so creative themselves. The name, the artery, I wanted to ask this. <laughs> because uh, for years I've just heard artery and I've heard like bindery or factory or, you know, beanery. I just thought, okay. But then it occurred to me, artery in the human body, okay, so you're nodding your heads. Was that deliberate? Uh, was that a way of saying art is essential to sort of cultural life, the way that a artery is essential to the functioning of the human body? Well, you know, I'm sure that they thought of that when back in 1974, there was a probably people who th who who thought, yeah, this is organic. We're we're creating this flow of art in our town, and it has, certainly has been flowing all ever since. And with all the turnover of how many different artists have come through, and how many how many great managers we've had, that's also essential. Okay, yeah. so you they probably were thinking along those lines, but it's not. It's not for not sure clear. about it. It's a yeah. little mystery there, maybe. And, you know, when the Internet did come through and it happened, we go online looking up about uh, various – we just put, put in the artery, and we found that there were places called the artery all over the world, including a place in Melbourne, Australia, and we had an exchange show down there. Hmm. And it was also uh, an art gallery and a performance space. You know, I suppose in a way it's a natural name for an art gallery yeah. or an art co-op or a store. Kind of quirky and yeah. sounds fun. We are talking with Heidi Beckerbreed and Adele Shaw, the two Davis artists and members of the board of directors at the Artery in town. That's the gallery shop cooperative that's turning 50 this year. I'm Bill Buchanan. This is Davisville on KDRTLP 95.7 FM in Davis, California. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about about each of you, uh, about your art, just help people get a sense of it. And Heidi, I'll start with you because I think you've got to be one of the most visible artists in town, however you want to measure it. I mean, you've got your tile at Central Park. There's the Davis song, which we'll link to from this show because if people haven't heard it and they're interested in Davis, they really need to hear it. <laughs> it's uh, very engaging. And then there's your cute wear, which you talk about. I used to write headlines for a living, and cute wear is... Uh, I think a very clever name sort of defines what it is right away. But how do you describe it to people when they say you make cute wear? What is cute wear if they haven't seen it yet? And it's because I had a little hard time thinking how I would define it without making it seem less than what it is. Oh, right. Uh, it is unique and, and handmade. And so each piece, even though you maybe I've made 50 little devil cups over the course of my time each one of those will be different from one another because i don't look at it and try to copy exactly i would just go okay i'm going to make another little devil cup or a little monkey cup or a bunny cup or a, a little person with a, a and, bow tie and so when you make that and of course people you can buy these things that seen them all over i've got a couple at home <laughs> I've, I've got a cute wear bear cup uh, -huh. uh that i was looking at again as i came up with these questions when you're making these different ones, are you deliberately making them different, or do they just sort of It just happens. Out? It just happens that they're different. Okay, because here's the question I'm really leading up to. There are 
when I think of cute wear, it's the smile and the eyes, mm-hmm. and it's just telegenic. But there's times I look at some of them and I think there's something behind the eyes. They're like being a little watchful. Oh. I think my I think my bear cup is watchful. I think that's inside of your head. Well, that's what I was leading up to. <laughs> but but this is what art is sometimes, yeah. right? Because there's, I've looked at someone, I've thought they look a little frantic. Uh-huh. And and you know like the, the the frantic cheeriness that sometimes you know we can all feel like no everything's fine <laughs> no it's great see it I'm smiling yeah. I'm smiling yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think you're right I mean with this writing or music or whatever people bring their own meanings to it yeah but I was just wondering what your meaning was when you do that mm. if if that's part of it or if you're just like ah oh, no I'm just okay well I don't the 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 name cuteware came about because people were constantly saying oh that's so cute oh cute 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 and at first i was a little resentful i don't know why i was but i was and then i decided to look up the word cute in the dictionary uh and often words have two meanings or two kind of uh explanations of what they mean definitions and it said daintily cute number 1 number 2 shrewdly clever <sighs> And as soon as I saw that, I went, oh, my gosh, it is cute. This is cute wear. And I just started calling it that, started writing it on the bottom of each piece, cute wear, instead of putting HMB, which I used to write on on it. Once in a while, I'll still make something that clearly is not cute wear, and I'll just write HMB on the bottom of it because it's it's not cute. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't fit into that category. Well, I can see why you might not like the conventional meaning of cute because it's like you're making this thing and cute's like, oh, that's cute. It's like people are just boxing it up and saying, eh, that's kind of small and cute and disposable. You know, that's shrewdly clever, though. Yeah, there you go. The, the, no the silly symphonies from back in yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, the cartoons. Yes, the cartoons. I love those. They combine music and just like kind of like a little happy... You know, everybody's singing, all the birds are flying by, and they're building a nest, and everybody's just happy, and the, all the plates, and they're all dancing. That's the feeling that I like to evoke from people when, when they see, especially a huge display of cute wear, which at the artery, there's always a huge display. Of. Yeah, it can be quite impressive when you see, like, <laughs> several smiling sunflower ceramics, you yeah. know, looking back at you and, yeah. you know, little things. Well, Adele, let's talk about yours. You're, you're a painter yeah. and a bookbinder and buy, you know, handmade books. I want to ask, you know, I, I got this from your bio, but when you're talking about painting that you, you are inspired by the look and the lighting of Puda Creek. And now this gets me thinking about, you know, art as local or something. I'm wondering, are you, uh, do you find inspiration there partly because it's, it's handy? It's, I mean, it, it is the major creek in Yolo County. Or is there something about that particular quality of the creek that inspires you? Well, there's, it's kind of two-part in that I was doing some volunteering for the Arboretum. In on the, campus. Yeah. On campus and the, in the greenhouses and things like that. And so we would go down and be able to, you know, work around the, the slough, the creek in town here behind the university. And that is such an amazing place with all these little micro regions and everything from the redwood trees and then the drought tolerant zero scaping and it's just beautiful and I find that being a painter what I love to trace is the variety of textures in a landscape often next to water because I love water and I love any body of water so being that I live here I find myself gravitating toward that body of water because it's really accessible and then I get all this 
beautiful variety of textures and light on the different landscaping around that that's so well done, you know, often by the Arboretum Garden Department and then the students and the volunteers. And they do they just do a great job. And, you know, what I find is that the different times of day are inspiring in different ways, the way that the atmospheric conditions reflect uh, or either make things clearer or more obscure, you know. So when I'm tracing the light in Puda Creek, it's, it's okay. really fun. And what is it you would like the viewer to see from your paintings when you're inspired that way, when you're depicting water? You know, it's kind of a feeling that, yeah. that we sense, that I want a viewer to obtain through their eyes is that feeling that, oh, yeah, I've, I've felt this before, I've seen it before. I know that uh, relationship to the, the land which I revere as so sacred. You know, I mean, like, I've always found that my um, cathedral is a forest and mm. that, you know, bodies of water are so, so um, much like, I don't want to get religious here or anything, but they're like altars to the land, to the landscape, and everything has a purpose and everything works together, and it's all very dramatic. And um, I feel like those feelings are, are feelings that we can touch in, in people who are looking at art if we do it just right. So that's what I'm going for in my work is that feeling of yeah, I, I know familiarity. That when I'm looking, and, and I've done this at the artery because there's landscape painters there, there's a lot about the local scene that I think can't be depicted except by painting, which the lighting, the sunset, things like that. I mean, you can see it and you can kind of interpret it that way, just experiencing a sunset. But if you take a photo, you know, and I think photography is a great art, but I mean, I think it, it wicks away. Something, the painter can catch something, I think, that the rest of us can't with other things. A lot of it is through the use of color and, and checking in with color theory because there's so much that we can, can be conveyed by use of complementary colors, and you know, here in California, we have a lot of a lot of predictable and innate colors in the landscape that you can really land well in off the painterly palette. You know, having a ground of certain oranges, then those oranges just radiate through all the other colors when you're putting them down, and also the sense of violets. You know, I read recently that the human brain can interpret more shades of green than any other color. And I've been so inspired by that. When you walk through the Arboretum, all of a sudden you realize you've got blue greens and emerald hmm. greens and Kelly greens and gray greens and reddish greens. Uh, I mean, especially in the wintertime when the colors are really dull versus summertime when they're alive and vibrant and, and flesh. Well, I think the same is true for purples. I, again, it's a secondary color off of the primary, you know, red, yellow, blue palette. You've got the secondaries, which are in the green family and the purple family and the orange family. But I think the same is true with purples. And if you look around in the California landscape, specifically in the Puda Creek area, you'll see a lot of flashes of these purples and other colors. It's really, hmm. it's really neat. You know, a question occurs to me listening to you is, is art local by and large? I mean, it's... It, Think it, global, paint local. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a very Davis slogan. I mean, I don't, you know, when you're making a bear cup, I mean, we don't have bears, you know, Yolo County, right, Heidi, so yeah. that wouldn't be a case of it. But, but the Davis song is all about Davis. Oh, yeah. And when you're describing, Adele, what you're painting in your Puda Creek, I mean, that is local. 
And I suspect a lot of artists draw inspiration from what's around them, and what's around us tends to be what's local to us. Mm -hmm. And yet, obviously, it can have much larger meanings. Well, that's veering into an arts discussion here. It's kind of interesting, but we've got got a few minutes left. One thing I definitely want to talk about is how we are having a um, screening coming up. A screening so, of a screening of new art for a new artist to join the our co-op. Okay. We're looking for new members. Yeah, we okay. always we, are. Oh yeah, let's talk. You, you mentioned that. Let's loop back around about how do people join and tell me about the screening. You go to theartery.net and everything is on there and it tells. So that's the main website you. for the yeah. theartery.net. Theartery.net. Okay. And it'll tell you exactly how you do it. And so you're looking for new members, not just to you know because you need members, but because you want to discover new artists well we do need new members we have unfortunately some of our older members just retired i think he's 94 and he just said well i think i'm gonna have to step away from the artery now okay can i ask who that is is norm norman norm norm hinman norm hinman okay he was a woodworker he was he he turned wood and made beautiful bowls so was he an original member Uh, no he wasn't okay no but all right. Yeah. So, but but you're so, looking for new members. Yeah. Looking and for new members, and we have uh, what's called a member screening, and it's when all the members come together and look at all the work that's presented for people who are interested in becoming a member. And we, we do it two times a year, usually, maybe mm-hmm. three times a year, usually, because life happens and people move away or whatnot. So there's almost always a, a bit of a turnover. And what are you looking for, new members? Well, in, in this particular one, we don't need anybody for the wall art, 2D art, where we're actually saying in the thing that we're not going to be looking for anybody because our, we're, that part of the gallery is, is full. Okay. But people who do uh, 3D art that could be on display on pedestals, and that's ceramic or yeah. wood or other kinds of small three-dimensional sculptural Textiles, types I suppose, of things. Yeah, like yeah some textile, yeah. yeah. So if people are curious about that, they can look at it there. Yeah. You know, there's one other thing, Adele, in your bio that I noticed that just struck me, and this is when you were in San Francisco, that you managed laundromats. Oh. No, no, a laundromat with 32 machines. 32 machine laundromat. Oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, I mean, I know, you know, artists, you have to make a living. But I just thought, well, that is inherently interesting. Did that inform your art at all? Did you see things in the laundromats or experience life or something in a way that it's a far from way from Puda Creek? Did oh. I see things in the laundromat? The water spinning around. <laughs> I can see some of your paintings of this water spewing out everywhere. <laughs> oh, the oh my gosh, the adventures I had. I was going to say, we don't have a lot of time left, but I can't let pass. When you say you had adventures, could you tell us at least one? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, owning a small business is ultimately about the people yeah. and the clients and the customers. And I had everything from, you know, bad adventures with people, homeless people and things like that, I should say, just threatening. That ended up working out okay. But ultimately, my favorite adventure was with some of the older people in the neighborhood, some of them who couldn't make it to the laundromat anymore. And so I started a wash and fold by the pound service so we could go get their laundry and do it for them. And these were some of the old timers that had moved there in their 20s. And so they got to talk to the old timers at that time. to and, and they conveyed the stories to me of what the neighborhood was like 70 years ago. 
show when Dolores Park was a cow pasture and 17th Street was a, a river and a stream and things like that. And I got to hear the story with the glint in their eye. You know, so it's just, it's really all about the people. And that's one of the things I love about the artery, too, is yeah. it's all about the people. And I'm going to reach for a metaphor here. I mean, so that's stories flowing through yeah. to you. Yes. And we're talking about the artery flowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pumping. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and the ears uh, flowing through. Oh, yeah. well, thank you both. Uh, we were talking with Heidi Beckerbreed and Adele Shaw, members of the Artery Board and artists themselves. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. This was a very pleasant experience. Well, good. I'm, I'm, I mean to make Davisville interesting. I think the town's interesting, and uh, I appreciate um, you and all the other guests I've had. I've done about 380 of these shows so far. I hope wow. to keep going. So, so thank you for appearing on Davisville. Oh, thank you so much, Bill. It's been a short and truly uh, short and sweet and truly a, a treasure. Thank you. This is Davisville, KDRT, 95.7 FM, Davis, California. I'm Bill Buchanan. Thank you for listening.